0: Are you sure? I mean, it sounds the volume sounds right, but the quality doesn't sound right on your on your mic. Are you sure? Say some stuff. Me? Yeah,
1: Hello? you sound off. Hello? You
0: you sounded, yeah, sounded better sometimes. earlier. Well, it sounds like no, I'm. Sounded, I'm wondering titty. if that mic is if you're even being picked up on that mic or is it your webcam? Yeah, that you're not on that mic it's, right now. It's on. Yeah, yeah. Switch the inputs, button.
2: I need to fix it. Look. Okay, let me leave real quick. It's your leave.
0: No, don't leave.
1: Don't leave. Don't, don't leave. Don't leave. leave. You don't have to leave. Go to okay. your at the bottom left of the Skype, Skype Zoom menu. There's that little microphone. Click the arrow, and you could select your microphone. And oh
3: shit, yeah.
1: Cool.
3: Every day is a school day. <laughs> can you hear me now?
0: Oh, much oh, way much better. better. Much much. Oh, you
1: better. know, I'm not gonna lie. Get considering how far I think his mic, his camera is from him. I think the microphone is solid. I I'm really surprised that the quality of that like it's not amazing but it's It's, it's still fine. that uh
0: Logitech uh, camera, right Nick? Mhm. Yeah, it's 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 pretty half decent. But anyway. Yeah, it's not bad. You guys uh you guys all ready?
2: Yeah. Yes sir. Goddamn right I'm ready. Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast of the year 2023. The premier official flagship international every yada 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 podcast of lrmonline.com and the genre first podcast network um i'm nick i'm joined here by jammer and danny and then we got uh kyle on the ones and the twos hello so how's everyone this new year
3: oh it's been a great great.
1: year so far yeah ready to ready to hit the ground running with uh, all of the fun geeky stuff I, i'm not going to lie before we started um this this the getting ready for this episode i was thinking what the hell is coming out this year i don't i don't know if i'm excited for anything well that's wrong there's a lot of great shit coming out in 2023 and i'm really like it was uh, hard to narrow it is- down yeah there's a lot
2: a lot so, of anticipated should be great shit because you never know. Well, yeah. Unless That's it's a server game of, a or something. That you'll never know. <laughs> That's yeah. We're basically doing the opposite of last week, everyone, uh, where we're looking forward, not backward, to what we're anticipating the most this year in several categories, including film and TV and other areas of fun. So, Why do you sound like a robot? What's happening? I don't know. I was trying. And other areas of fun. A fun. A fun. <laughs> funbot 3000. So, with that out of the way, 2003 is a very robotic. 2023 has become a robotic year. But...
3: I mean, Woo, AI art and AI... An AI... So... Uh-oh. Nope, you're Holding
2: good. tight. Carry on. All right.
3: Okay. Carrying on.
2: So, we are going to start with most anticipated film of the year. Or movie, <laughs> if you prefer not to consider them film. Like some directors. <laughs> um, and in this category... As is tradition, we'll be starting with Danny. So, Danny, is this a tradition? Well, no, tradition? No, wait, oh, no, no, wait, I looked at it wrong. In yeah, order, it's jammer. it.
3: Damn it! God damn
2: it. <laughs> I'm on this. <laughs> the phones suck. They're too
1: just small. Just to keep
3: Kyle happy, keep you on your toes, Kyle. <laughs> Wasn't that, that the
1: phone that you were just talking about? You're really excited to have gotten. Now you're like accusing everything. All phones. I bet you small. the phone is the reason why we don't have a freaking House of Representatives in session currently in the in the U.S. the reason why all right let me talk about some movies here um my favorite movie there's a like i said there's a lot of great stuff coming (laughs) out and there was actually like a top three that i had and for me they were uh hold on one second they were all animated they were all animated and it was glorious but i couldn't pick one and actually if you look at the new year's video i said a different movie from what i'm about to say now because you know I I did a little bit more research this time and remembered, oh, yeah. But also, to be honest, I could probably shuffle around these, the top three, any day of the week. But today, on this day, my favorite (laughs) or my most anticipated movie of the year is Super Mario Brothers, the movie. The uh, movie from Illumination Entertainment. It looks so good. And I think it does what it needs to do. It's doing currently just by existing and looking, first of all, visually amazing. Tonally, it looks very interesting as well. It looks like it's it's really striking that really happy balance. Uh, but of course, having sort of the danger, but not too much danger. Like Bowser is threatening, but he's not like really threatening. So it's really striking that balance really well. But for me, it's making me want to go back and, and play all the other Mario games. And I'm wishing, God, I wish Nintendo, please surprise us in 2023 by saying there is a Super Mario Brothers, the movie video game. Because I want a Super Mario Brothers video game that looks like this movie. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm also excited to see how Mario and Luigi, like, seeing them in, I'm assuming, New York, in their plumbing business, and what that world is like before they head into the Mushroom Kingdom, because it does seem like they're going for that portal fantasy angle. Um, So, very excited for that movie. Uh, Right now, it's my most anticipated But there are a couple others that that I also like, and they're both animated.
2: I'll let you think about what those two others could be. I I do want to add this comment to that. Um, I think more likely that Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game will be getting Lego Super Mario Brothers movie, the game. Probably. But I don't I don't
1: like that. I I don't think you will. But (laughs) but I just it's not going to fill that void that I'm feeling right now. I know it's not Um, the same. Also, you um, know, I just will say, I'm going to say it for the record, I've always been, uh, I've always had faith in Illumination Entertainment. Everyone, seems, to, was won over by the trailer. For me, their movies haven't been great, but they are very savvy business people. They know how to effectively utilize their capital in, in tandem with brands in ways that are appealing to mass markets of people. I mean, look at the Minions. Look at... Uh, a Despicable Me, you can look at The uh, uh, the Life of Secret Life of Pets. Not a great movie but a concept that kids really love and that parents can put up with. Um, Sing which I think is underrated. I love Sing. I love the first one and the I second could. one's good too. Um, so yeah, they, I know they, what they, one I know. they're not the best
2: but they are effective in what they want. Go ahead Nick. I was going to say I have a guess for one of yours other anticipated animated films. Okay. Um, and it. it was one you left off of your list that we did for the video short video we did that you can check out on genreverse podcast network.com i mean not.com but on amazon um what Am- no youtube uh, youtube god fucking hell
1: Are you, um, you, you need to become a morning a person you need to like have a little bit of coffee before you you start here with us
2: so that you're a little nah, bit more dude. self-aware nothing <laughs> gives me squirts it was a. Uh, it's gonna be ac- across the spider-verse Across the Spider-Verse is on Jammers' list. Yes, yes. Across
1: the Spider-Verse is is the other one that I I had a hard time pushing down because literally I was like, and it is, hold on a second, let me double check here to make sure. It is something that I have coming up later in this list and it is a reason Mm -hmm. why it's not on this part of Mm -hmm. the list. I know where it's showing up. So anyways, uh, that's it for me for a movie. I'm excited. On to the next person.
2: Danny, I believe is next.
1: Is that me?
3: Is it me now? Are you sure? Are yeah, you looking at the right phone. The phone
2: says so. All right.
3: I'm with. Uh, I'm on the flip, side, or not the flip side of jammer, but I'm an action kind of guy. I, I'm. I very much like my action movies, uh, and so. Whereas Jammer's kind of looked at uh, the animated films that are coming this year. I was looking with anticipation to the action films that we've got coming. Um, So that includes, I mean, we've got some great stuff coming this year. We've got Indiana Jones and we've got John Wick number four, which is getting me uh, quite amped. But it has to be, and Jammer was giving us the little intro music there. It has to be for me, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning part one. Uh, I mentioned this in the New Year's video, and I'll say it here too. From a perspective of uh, coming on the back of uh, Maverick last year with Tom Cruise uh, until very recently having the biggest film of 2022, although I did hear today that now Avatar, um, the way of the Smurfs, has actually taken over with most money made internationally um but that really was the film for me last year so seeing tom again doing some running jumping off shit blowing up shit punching people and all that other stuff that we come to love with um mission impossible films there's a lot of stuff coming out this year and a lot of it is potentially and we get to this category later on in the show potentially going to be pretty damn good but i'm pretty 99.9% 99.9% confident that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is going to be as awesome as we think it is, so therefore I am most anticipating this one. Bring it on. Man, well,
2: it looks great. It looks fantastic. I wonder what I'm going to pick. Oh, yeah, it's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shot yes. a surprise.
1: I'm actually surprised a little bit because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, is it going to be that, or is it going to be Indiana Jones,
2: or is Indiana Jones also going to slip into the later category that we've all referred to okay, once on so this that, show?
1: That's which fair. I think that's Danny's fair. might be the same. We'll see. My my biggest concern I have with Indiana Jones currently is that I keep wanting to call it the Durl of Destiny. Why? Because <laughs> it looks like it's spelled that way. The font they use looks makes the A look like an R. <laughs>
3: And is that a thing? Is that actually a Girl? thing? If I looked it up no. in the dictionary, would I no, I don't think sure? so.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, everyone knows how much I love Tom Cruise and Mission, especially the Mission Impossible franchise. It's been discussed on the site, on the Slack, here on Breaking he Creator, the podcast, where we end with a Mission Impossible quote every time. Sorry, that was burp. Two of them, um, technically. Yeah, two of them, technically. If, if we if all three gets if all three lines get said. And We don't screw
3: it up, um, and, and we don't, we don't screw, screw it up.
2: up. Yeah. It's hard without Jonesy, um, but yeah, same as you know, what Danny said, "I, it's Tom Cruise, I think still has the best star power out there. Just you know, being well, he's still an award-winning actor. He's able to, or at least nominated. I don't remember if he won an Oscar or not. Actually, I think for anything, he he's been nominated for he stuff. Did. Here, I'll look it up. You go ahead and okay. continue. Things. But I mean, just in general, as an action star, he's absolutely unmatched. In that, not only does he now. You know, he's he's famous for doing his own stunts, and they get crazier and crazier. But he does stunts stuntmen aren't allowed to do in other movies, and they would just CGI.
0: So and... he's
2: only uh, – he's been nominated for
1: three, has not won any.
0: Thanks, Producer uh,
1: Jammer. I said I
0: would look it up. I'm messing with you. I appreciate it. But, yeah, <laughs> I,
2: you got it. See, <laughs> maybe this will be where he wins. No, he won't win for a movie like this. No, he
0: won't. But,
1: I, I doubt he'll ever win, but he doesn't need to win. He's got that Tom Cruise star power. Like you said, he's like one of three remaining stars in Hollywood right now. I think if you were to name three stars, it would be like him, The Rock, and um, oh my god. Will Smith? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds.
2: Oh, you're right. Ryan Reynolds kind of is.
1: Basically, and the way I categorize the star is somebody who's literally able to wrap an entire movie around their persona.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
2: Also, I would say like those are three whose name, the actor's name, could be put bigger on the poster than the movie than the name of the movie. Like it's they, like an, it's like a book author. It's like Stephen yeah. King
1: on his book well, those covers.
2: Well, I remember the the poster for Secret Life of Pets. The raw it says Dwayne Johnson way I bigger than says DC the title. Super
1: Pets. You, yeah, yeah. DC <laughs> <Super>
2: <laughs> Pets. Stop making movie about dogs, everyone. Anime dogs, but anyway. Now oh, Mission Impossible. You. Excited for all the normal stuff. The two stunts that seem most exciting are the one they did the special feature on in front of Avatar and you can also watch it online which is him jumping off a cliff on a motorcycle and then having to pull his parachute without getting tangled up in the motorcycle and falling to his death and he's doing it in like a a circular area where he can also slam up against the walls if his uh, parachute isn't caught by the wind correctly and then also they crash a real train in this film I don't think he's going to be on the train but rather than doing a CGI train I remember seeing them on set. They went and just crashed a train. So
1: Tom Cruise is
3: driving the train. Nick, he's driving that train. That's how. I think the real
1: question is when is Tom Cruise going to merge forces with Christopher Nolan, and what will that entail? What will what will be the result of that?
2: I saw that as a hilarious tweet, and it was like. If that ever happened, Tom Cruise would definitely be killed on screen by Christopher Nolan, and Tom Cruise (laughs) would be cool with it, because Christopher Nolan does everything for real, everything, in quotes. So, yeah, that was my obvious uh, pick for most anticipated film of the year. Are you guys ready to move on to most anticipated TV show? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Well, I turn off my phone sound, but this is a new phone. I have trouble with it um so for most participated tv show we'll be starting with danny
3: oh that's me now again like <laughs> last um uh, like last year Christmas. are you sure it's me are you sure yeah yeah final mm-hmm. answer all right like mm-hmm. like christmas uh there was so many things that that came out last year um that were you know season two season three etc cetera, etc cetera, and this year is no different we've got continuing seasons of some great shows Um, I've avoided those, even though I am chomping at the bit for Ted Lasso, obviously. Um, um, So I had to go with uh, a couple of things and I went for um, my honourable mention goes to The Last of Us, which I am of the new things that could be a bit dodgy is looking pretty damn good at the moment. But my top one has to be and as a star wars fan it's been it's been a good well last year was a good year yeah we've had some hits and hits his hits. his i sound like <laughs> special, hitsis, hitsis. got hits um we hits um we had some hits and misses but generally as a star wars fan just having this stuff on screen it, it makes me happy um and i was super happy with Um, the appearance of Ahsoka last year, so the show itself coming on this year is my most anticipated TV show. I'm pretty confident that they're going to carry on the good work that they did in um, uh, Mandalorian uh, with her own show, and By all reports, from what I've seen, and I know that uh, producer Carl may have seen a few more things, but from what I've seen, it's going well. It looks great. There's some great um, other actors that have joined the cast. So that's my most anticipated TV show: Ahsoka on Disney Plus.
2: All right, my turn. Double checking the list. Yeah, it's me. What did I choose? I'm just kidding. Uh, my, for TV shows are a very difficult yeah. category. I knew even when writing they it are. down. Um, because if it's a new show, oftentimes I won't even hear about it until Netflix releases the trailer or whoever. And Netflix mm. is very good at saving the trailer until like it comes out in two weeks. Even that's the right. exaggeration. So you not even know if something yeah.
1: looks good until they release that trailer. Yeah. So yeah,
2: exactly, mine had to be a season two or something. I felt unless it was I mean, the last happen. of us, unless which it was is a the franchise, thing. Thing. Yeah. or something, yeah. So I decided to go with Loki season 2. Oh um, yeah, good pick. That's probably being the most important uh Disney Plus Marvel show up to this point which has the most influence and direct connection to the on-screen MCU. I'm very excited to see further evolution of the TVA, especially also that they're rumored to be involved with Deadpool 3 in the film um which actually might be called Deadpool and Wolverine. They were uh, ryan reynolds and um Hugh don't trust were anything deadpool. those
1: fuckers say they're just like trolling constantly <laughs> oh okay
2: well, wolverine and deadpool was right. what they were like tweeting each other about but um yeah i was just really excited to see further evolution of those characters especially past even just you know loki Syl- sylvie all those characters but seeing um hopefully more of at least renslayer if not um actually some Jonathan Majors as some variant of Kang involved, because she could very well be his main motivation for wanting to take down universes, kill the Avengers at some point, because one of the comic storylines is they're married and stuff. He loses her, and that's kinda of why he's trying to he's Sylvie and Loki? No, no, Renslayer and uh Hume Remains. Kang they have a big and then she's obviously already on some secret mission for him at the end of the first one when she's season where she just kind of takes off and we know Kang's in charge with second season begins based on the new statue that showed up at the TVA at the end of season one so I think it will learn and it follows um wait wait I don't know if Kang's in charge at the end he was
1: killed and therefore I think he had a statue statue the statue after him
2: no, his, no he replaced the other guys who this old statue was the three time lords who were in charge and when he came back the new statue oh said, yeah fair enough okay yeah, yeah. Um, i guess i
1: interpreted that he had died and they made a statue of him but no that makes they, more it's, sense.
0: it's like what he's kyle said.
1: They, i don't need your condescending tone here sir I, no. get back <laughs> to is, producing I,
0: I am i'm correcting i'm correcting your your uh, <laughs> perception of of reality he dies, uh-huh. which causes <laughs> the timeline to to break apart, which means other Kangs could come through. Which is exactly what he says right before he dies. And that that uh, statue is because another time guy came through, another Kang came through, and altered the the the, the I mean, Why would they build a statue to him,
1: dude? They have we Brilliant. have statues of dead people all
0: over the fucking place. What are you talking about? That's a very logical but the, assumption. But the TVA didn't know anything about him. They thought it was the time the time Lords or whatever the timekeepers time lords that's doc Doctor Who anyways,
1: I need yeah. I mean on that note, I need to uh i need I need to revisit Loki season one without a doubt, which it was a lot of fun, um, and it has the most baller opening title uh sequence of all of them,
2: and then if I'm not mistaken, I thought ant man, the wasp was like April, but it's it's February, right, yeah, so yeah, which will be to it'll be interesting to especially to watch Loki season two. Coming off of when is Loki season two start? March, I believe. March. Okay. Um, so it'll be cool. a month after Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which has the uh, official Kang. Um, which because these different variants aren't all Kang, they're. Are you ready oh, to be really no. disappointed when Kang isn't in season two at all? If that's the case, it's fine. Like I said, if they develop Renslayer and stuff more and hurt arc that could very well lead into what drives Kang for a lot of the sequel movies,
1: also yeah, especially- I just want to make
2: sure that we're we're adjusting our expectations because <laughs>
1: you
0: know uh, you never know there is no official date for for Loki season two, not even okay. a, not even a month. It's just supposed to be mid uh twenty three last year, okay, month, so last, maybe even a little bit later third. this year, but yeah, I year. feel
2: like I feel like it'll continue to have the closest connection to the the multiverse saga and king himself even if jonathan majors does not appear in the show
3: they're so. just waiting to see how confused everybody is by their multiverse nonsense before they release loki and then they're going to make some changes and have some reshoots and it'll be launched in december to explain all the nonsense <laughs> that has come up plate so far including wow. what kyle is that to explain to jammer about what happened with statues and stuff at the end of season one this is why I hopefully get to talk about this in a few minutes' time, and that's all I'll say.
2: Oh, okay. So now, I believe it is your turn, Jammer. What TV show or streaming so show? I, I didn't.
1: Uh, I didn't follow any of the uh, the rules that uh, that that Danny <laughs> talked about. You know, when it comes to Ted, La- uh, when it comes to like uh, existing TV shows uh, being yeah. used, like you know what? I'm going to go for it, and, and the reason dark. why. So I know last Friday or last. Whenever we release that New Year's video, um, I mentioned. Did I mention it? I forget what it, last last week. Severance was my favorite TV show of the year, and I was really close to thinking, okay, I'm looking forward to season two. But this is the year that Ted Lasso is wrapping up. This is the final season of Ted Lasso, and I I just have to put that down as my most anticipated because I will definitely be watching that week by week easily, and I'm sure that the ending is going to make me weep. So. I couldn't not do Ted Lasso season three, even though it does feel a bit lazy that I'm going for like a season three of a show, but it is what it is. And that is my, that is my wonderful, wonderful pick there. And once again, I have to all eternally thank Nick for recommending the show to me, even though he still doesn't think he recommended the show to me.
3: (laughs) That's right. Somehow that magic just on Ted Lasso, buddy. You, you, you. You know, you mentioned that it's the last uh, season of the show. Do you think though that they would come back and maybe make a Disney Plus movie of the show? Apple, maybe. Plus. Some, Apple TV. Oh, some not Disney Plus. Oh, sorry, Apple TV. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Apple TV.
1: Because uh, we, we
3: haven't seen oh. you know in a, in any kind of major tournament. We obviously don't have no idea what's happening in season three, but there is a potential there for a movie of some description involving them in some sort of championship or cup game or something that's always Hell the yeah. backstory. So I, th- yeah. I think although they've committed to saying this is the last season, I don't think, or at least I hope not, I don't think it's the last we'll see of Ted Lasso, that's for sure. You don't at think least so? Interesting, not. okay. Yeah, yeah i, I mean
1: like a... i'd be down to see a movie give me a movie of that that'd be wonderful
2: or like yeah. a spinoff of yeah. one of the characters you know you know how i don't know about that i don't days. know about a
1: spinoff of one of the characters no. but um no, i know I, they had talked about they had talked about having ted lasso going to a different place and doing different things but i'm not sure uh, you, you couldn't it you'd have to do something different you couldn't just do the same thing again um so yeah, i'm not moves sure on what to cricket. The, approach would be. <laughs> the cricket would
3: yeah, be moves to yeah. india and teaches cricket or coaches yeah. cricket. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't All really right. know. Is that everyone? Has everyone held their piece for TV show?
3: Yes. Yes, sir.
2: The next one I put was anticipated movie or TV show that you have worries about. Um, and uh, let's see. I start with this one. Um, it is the other movie that actually ties for my most almost ties for my most anticipated movie, except for the fact that I have worries about it because the franchise is not. The franchise has not been consistent as far as most recent sequel. And it's very hard to pull off what I still call delayed sequels, as in like it's a sequel to a franchise that's over 40 year old, 40 years old. The last movie was, what, 12 years ago? More than 12? No. Yeah, 10 years ago, I think it was. No, it's older than that. But uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the one I'm most worried about while also being super excited. Because it is hard yeah. to hit those expectations. Um, especially since it was my previously my favorite franchise. It kind of fluctuates between that and Mission Impossible still. Um, I have faith in James Mangold, uh, who wrote and directed the film. That um, he's promised that it won't be like the last movie where it's jokes about him being too old for doing stuff. But he actually will be too old to do a lot of stuff. And kind of the style of Logan without getting that serious. And that, yeah, this is... It's kind of just like his final like thing he has to do. Probably something since it opens with a de-aged Ford, I'm assuming it ties directly into whatever he's after in the opening scene. And maybe it's something that got away that he has to finally come back and do this one last thing before he can retire peacefully. Then I'm excited. I mean, yeah, you have like Saul and all these other great characters back that they've Skipped last time because geographically didn't make sense to bring solid to South America, but um, yeah, very excited for the film. But also, Indiana Jones, any kind of sequel like that, especially up to the last Indiana Jones, gives you worries as much as it gives you excitement. As in, like, what, yeah, I'm, what I'm if they will screw it up. Nick.
3: Yeah, with you hundred percent. I've been an Indiana Jones fan since uh, since I first watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and and I, I I happily tell this story all the time. I. I used to watch the VHS of Raiders of the Lost Dark every Saturday morning without fail. I could probably, even to this day, still quote it line from line. It really was for me the perfect adventure action Saturday afternoon, even I watched it in the morning kind of movie. And, you know, even with all the analysis and stuff that goes on afterwards about him being a terrible archaeologist and a grave robber and all that, all that nonsense, I never let it stop me loving that, you know, Indiana Jones as a franchise. I loved Temple of Doom. It was a darker film for sure, but for me as a kid when I watched it, you know the the uh, roller coaster ride that was the the minecart j- chase, etc. It was just fantastic. You can't, you know, you can see that they're models and stuff now, but as a kid, it was fantastic filming. And for me, Last Crusade was a great ending at that time. It, it really was a great ending to what we thought was a trilogy. Like you and most a lot of people, I number four. That one with the space aliens or whatever it was, was just so disappointing on many levels that it leaves no doubt that this one has people worried. But we've got hopefully lessons learned from the feedback of number four. We got Mr. Mangold in charge, who's got at that at that moment of him being cast cast as him being chosen to direct put it in a little bit more safe hand, should we say? So it's, I'm exactly like you. It's a tight line between most anticipated and most worried about it. Um, so, yeah, I totally understand the uh, the dichotomy of Indiana Jones, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I wish it well. I really do.
2: I hope. I have more faith probably than I should, but I hope it's good. But, yeah, again, still worried about Jammer. What are you excited for? But also worried it won't live up to your expectations. Well, that is
1: my, I guess, runner-up or one of my runners-up for the most anticipated movie, and that is Spider-Man mm-hmm. Across the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, really? I, I mean, it looks, the trailer, it looks good. It looks fine. Mm. But I also worry that that whole mentality of the sequel, you have to go bigger in order to be better. And I, I just worry that there's too much, there could be too many Spider-Man Running around. And there is obviously a way to make it work. I think I discussed it in our trailer discussion, where as long as they keep the focus on Miles Morales and whatever his core struggle is, the number of Spider-Men around him isn't necessarily a a thing. But I just, I'm always concerned when you have, I mean, I'm trying to think here of like, when you have creative people who really succeed, they take a chance, they take a risk, and they succeed then they are like, okay, well, what are the things that we did that we loved? We love the number of spider We Let's go bigger with that. We love taking animation to a whole new level. Let's go bigger with that. And I just worry that it's possible they could lose sight of what actually made it special to begin with, which is Miles Morales and his struggles with his new powers. What is the natural progression of that? And can they effectively capture that without losing what made the other first one so good? So that is why it is my concern because the trailer, it looked good. It looked Fine, it didn't get me super excited though because I was like, okay, there's lots of Spider-Man they're fighting with. It was just a scene though, so it. I'm just concerned because that first one was so good. It's it's probably definitely in my top ten movies of all time, most likely, and I just want to. I got to come in with managed expectations because going in with expectations like, oh, this has to match that, otherwise it sucks is stupid so part of it is i hope that they're able to capture what they need to in order to make it a successful sequel part of it is me coming in and not being like this better be a classic otherwise it sucks and it's disappointing because that's <laughs> objectively stupid so um yes. yeah that's across the spider verse
2: part and one just like a jonesy well actually didn't they haven't they, having... they changed the title of the other one beyond the spider verse you're right which is what i wanted yes from the beginning um but no i got to echo that just like uh a danny echoed my indiana jones fears and that i think they might if they're not careful they'll go too big too many characters uh we've actually seen that producing duo make the same mistake with lego movie franchise already um and it's also still sony and i know they have a creative control but sony is known for being like and eh, why don't you add venom into your already finished script we'd love to see venom in there so sony is known for Adding too much, trying to set up too much. So I hope it will be good. I hope they maintain most things. And also, the K. It is a part one.
1: It is a part one. It's the first half of a story. And if you know me, I'm still that person dying on the hill saying Avengers Infinity War does not feel like a complete movie to me. And that's what keeps it from being a satisfying experience. So if this next one comes out and it's still great, but it doesn't
2: doesn't feel like a complete movie, I'll probably still be a little bit disappointed. Danny your turn you already hinted at it and yes
3: yeah I did and I I did uh, I did um, uh, have a little um, check with producer Carl on whether or not this would uh, this would mess up things for him Um, for sure I'm worried about Indiana Jones being a big fan of the of of the movies and and the character it's a worry for me but I think I think well you guys are know how frustrated I've been and disappointed I've been with Marvel Phase Four in general, particularly the multiverse and and what for me as not diving to as not having enough, or should I say enough, as much knowledge on the whole thing. It's been very frustrating for me. I have no idea what's going on. Each and every show has been okay. They've been disappointing mostly, whether it's a movie or a TV show. I think She-Hulk was—I liked it as much as I did because it didn't have anything to do with the multiverse. It was like a palate cleanser. Where at least it's—it's it's harmless fun, and I don't have to worry now about who's this and what's that and what the hell is going on with how does this affect the. I just done it was with like it, the, so. the
1: Ant Man of Phase Four almost.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly yeah and it was for me it was refreshing for that reason so what i've done is i've you know any marvel product coming out this year i am worried about i from a personal point of view obviously because it's all i can give is that with the multiverse thing doing what it's doing and i have no idea where this is going and it being confusing as hell already I'm worried that all these films that are coming out and the shows themselves are so in a big lump, but mostly the, the films coming out are just going to carry on with the same. I'm confused as hell. Therefore, I'm switching off. That's why I'm worried about it. I'm becoming less and less caring about what's happening. And I hate that because for 20 years, I've really been looking forward to Marvel films coming out. I've been so happy we've got them on the big screen. I'm so happy to have this stuff. And now it's like, uh well, you know what? I'd much rather go and see an action film. John Wick. Uh, I'm more interested in Ted Lasso. Give me some more Star Wars stuff. Whereas five years ago, if I'd have been saying that, I would have thought, I would have thought myself was mad. Um, so for me, any Marvel product coming out this year, particularly the films, I'm a little bit nervous about. Hope for the best, but I am managing my expectations, as Jam would say, when I go in. Even with Ant-Man in a few weeks' time, I'm like, OK, I'm looking forward to it because I like it, but... I'm not expecting that much. Please like- <laughs> prove me wrong, Marvel. But I am not I, I'm not anticipating good stuff for Marvel films yet. Even Guardians. Even Guardians, which is such a tear for me. But anyway, that's me. Marvel films this year. I'm worried.
2: I anticipated that when I wrote the list. Is that what you would say <laughs> you because did. of the multiverse stuff? You haven't been much-
1: a fan of, but you haven't been a fan of Phase 4 at all. Like WandaVision, you were the sole voice coin. Yep. don't like it. Don't like it. Um, yep. you're right and that's one of those people <laughs> yeah, those... what's that he said even Kyle liked WandaVision <laughs> and that's one of those those uh, those projects that I seem like everybody likes WandaVision in phase 4 compared to everything else that's come out so I guess that tells you a lot Um, yeah I'm with you as far yeah, as tell, the concerns it just shows that
3: who the hell am I that's all it shows who am I what do I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I think there's something to be said and this is frustrating on some level in that, not necessarily with them, but also, once again, expectations. There's always this expectation that this thing needs to tie into this. Otherwise, what are we doing? And I'm like, does it have to, though? Does it really have to tie in in order when to matter? You remember will. whenever they never say anything, they never say this is going to tie. They never say any project is. What are you talking? What are you, what are you <laughs> laughing about, Kai? What's happening? He just blew out his brains.
0: Not for real, but uh-huh. they always say it is. It's feige himself Who that gets out there and says this will have an effect upon the the No, dude. No. Yeah. He never went out and said yeah, She-Hulk is gonna have, have an effect. No, we're not are we talking about She-Hulk? Yeah. We were... Well, what are you talking about? I was talking about WandaVision, Loki, Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, and Doc Strange, but that that's okay. Carry on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will, but my point is, is that
1: we have several projects that don't necessarily even try to have an effect on the greater universe and then it frustrates fans because it doesn't have an effect on the greater universe. Yeah,
3: And, um, and I'm happy and to have just, a film that it has no effect. But, if, like, but the thing is though, Jam, like Carl's saying, to be good. they are shoehorned into making us feel like they have an effect. So then someone like me looks at it and goes, well, I don't get what the effect is then because that means it's nonsense. Whereas, like you said, if it was a film on its own, I could accept it for what it was on its own. So that, that that's where they've lost me. Cause they are telling us it's connected, even though it's so loosely connected, why not just have it as a standalone film?
0: Song Much Chi like is Much like I barely... got the
3: feeling with you.
0: Sorry. but I'm, that's true. I yeah, I just
3: forgotten about that.
0: Yeah. I was trying to find a, a space where I didn't interrupt you. So sorry Song about Chi. that. But yep. Song Chi I, is my favorite okay. film from phase four. That's not. Cause I'm not a nostalgia guy for, for the Spider-Man things. And that's, Rel, i mean it's a lot like iron man one where it's it's just barely connected to to anything and and it's a it's probably the most well put together movie for phase phase four
3: my favorite part of that movie was the the the, end but yeah
0: the the youtuber saying yo it's me talking
1: (laughs) talking about your breaking down your fights here that guy in the bus that's probably my favorite part of the
2: movie (laughs) because it feels so (laughs) real.
1: it's so sad because that feels so (laughs) real (laughs) (laughs)
2: so from there we got most anticipated game and because uh danny's not a big gamer and usually i'm not a big gamer either as far as new games coming out it could be a toy like a lego set it could be a tabletop game you know any of that sort of thing i had to go with um this is one of the few years i do have a narrative game i'm excited for because i mostly just play You know, lately I've been I've been playing the Star Trek game, Star Trek Fleet Command since March. Uh, I started playing Jurassic World Evolution 2 again because they released some awesome expansion packs, which tripled the length of the game. But I am most anticipating uh, Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, assuming it actually comes out this year. Um, Because these things seem to be delayed a lot, but it looks like it just builds on the exact same engine. From um, Breath of the Wild, which is probably the best video game I've played, even though I haven't
0: beat it. But God, uh, Nick, we got a, We got an issue. You you've got uh-oh. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on on there. Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> what? <laughs> because, <laughs> hey, um, I'm joking because we all we all know. Even though they said that that it might hit late this year, it ain't coming out any time until like 25 Wait, but anyway nick do you even like final fantasy 7 no, i just no don't. he's joking oh, that they're, I okay. they're similar franchises like, oh, they're not they are
1: screen. not similar franchises oh, Go. i just kindly you fuck just yourself
0: final on nick? to be funny
2: listen i think they're similar <laughs> franchises for one reason growing up it was kind of like citizens Kane and casablanca where all the top video game lists either had Those two at the top, but sometimes they were flipped the original Final Fantasy 7 and Ocarina, and then like
1: Ocarina of Time.
2: Yeah, those two were always considered the two best, so that's why. And his other comparison was that they keep getting delayed. Zelda games are always delayed.
1: Final Mm. Fantasy
2: 7 Redux has been delayed.
1: I think we there's a good chance that this doesn't get delayed simply because we haven't heard that's getting delayed yet, usually. I feel like we would know further in advance if it was getting delayed. I, I don't think there's, I'm probably wrong, but I don't recall a situation where we've been a few months away from release and they're just like, ah, never mind. Kingdom At Heart least Nintendo 3. specifically. Okay. yeah, there Nintendo. You go. Nintendo. There you go. It is tradition, nice though, right.
2: Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> to delay your Legend of Zelda game, especially your second one, until the console switch over. So then you release it on both console. It is tradition, as it's been done twice. But um, that's my say. I love Legend of Zelda. It's always been my favorite game franchise. So um Danny, what is your most yes, anticipated sir. game? Remember, doesn't have to be a video game. Well audience. you're
3: absolutely right. I've 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 given up the well not given up, never say never. I've, I've my nephew has set me up a PlayStation, uh, what do you call it? What what do the kids call it now? Name, handle, Five? user name, tag thing, oh. whatever whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't know whatever they are. So I'm I'm ready to play, uh, ready to play some joint games with you coming up in 2023. But yes, my days of holding a, uh, a joystick in my hands and playing the games are almost numbered. So I did want the game though, and as luck would have it, um, a Christmas gift from my mum this year was and ex- well, it's not an expansion it's a whole separate card game and it's called cards against star wars now Ooh. i don't know if you or any of the listeners are familiar with cards against humanity but it is an incredibly um inappropriate politically correct rude and disgusting and laugh out loud funny card game yeah politically incorrect sorry thank you see i even though i, I was incorrect see what i did there jammer um <laughs> Uh, and it's it's super fun you've got to have a dirty dark sense of humor so I know that producer Kyle will like it I know that that guy has a dark sense of humor um but this one is star wars based so if you're not familiar with the card fr- card game franchise itself cards against humanity um this is this uh, it's like I said it's not appropriate for kids in any way shape or form um and they've done a Star wars version um and I am very much looking forward to playing that with my brother and jonesy this year who rumour has it will be joining me in dubai in a couple of weeks time so when he's no! here, we, we yeah. yes so i don't know if jonesy well i mean maybe he's not going to listen to the show so he won't care but he's going to come over and join me because i've got tickets to watch the hans zimmer live concert that's in a couple of weeks time in dubai Uh, And being a big, obviously, soundtrack fan that he is, I told him about it, got the tickets for him, and it looks like he's going to be able to jump over here. So when he's here, we'll be playing that game because you kind of need to be a Star Wars fan to understand how inappropriate these these games can get. Anyway, Star Wars, cards against Star Wars, that's my game of the year. Sorry, Jammer, go ahead, buddy.
1: Well, you know, one of those cards, the the, the setup cards is going to be, that's no moon. Like, you know, that's definitely going to be there and you're going to have to For complete sure. that phrase. I couldn't
3: something. help but look at a couple And there are a couple of inappropriate ones concerning Chewbacca and um, Ewoks. <laughs>
0: Just, I know.
3: So there you go. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to playing a card game called Cards Against Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I'm very well versed on that. My friends have... Uh, this is how inappropriate it is, people who have never played it. My friends have a Hustler expansion pack which is really dedicated <laughs> to more sexual stuff than even the original game is. So that's how dirty that game can get a lot of fun for adults. I suggest you check it out. You can also like see, I've I advertised on Facebook. I've seen cards against Marvel cards against, you know, all that stuff. So sounds, it yep. sounds fun. I might have to make a trip down there myself, but, uh, unlikely. we got to get off but... the couch
3: first, Nick. <laughs> we got to get you off that couch first, young man.
2: <laughs> True that. Uh, Jammer, Jammer, most anticipated game.
1: I mean, you're going to have to hear an echo here because Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Like, easy. Wow. That's an easy one. And like you, Zelda is... I don't know, it's my favorite franchise, but it's one of them for sure. I mean, I have very fond memories memories growing up and playing the original one on NES. Uh, swearing my way through the second one also on NES. Um, and then just adoring every every waking moment of a Link to the Past, um, the Game Boy game, just I've played every single one and beaten them all the way through. They're all amazing. or The, the main title ones, to be clear. And yeah, the Breath of the Wild didn't display, except for Twilight Princess. That was overrated. It was okay. Um, Twilight Princess for me kind of, it, it, ironically enough, I know there was a time where I was like, I want a more story-driven Zelda. And I think Twilight Princess kind of was that, but it got to a point where I was like, I don't understand or care what's going on right now um, about what's happening um but anyways breath of the wild was fantastic my concern with this move this book book about is that i cycle through every piece of media before i got there is that um it might feel too much like the original uh and i played the original i i my roommate had it on wii u i put in like 80 breath of hours the wild, into to that be
2: clear. when you say original, yeah. you mean breath
1: of the yeah wild. i played breath of yeah, I played Breath of the Wild on Wii U. My my roommate had it at the time, and then when I got a Switch, I played it again. Put in another mm-hmm. sixty plus hours. So I put in a hundred plus hours into the game, um, on some level. And if I go into Breath of the Tears of the Kingdom, um, and it feels like kind of retreading the same ground, I'm gonna be like, mm, is it gonna be as engaging? I don't know. Is adding that that Y axis Gonna help a lot. I don't know. Are we gonna be hovering over the same Hyrule that I've come to know very intimately over the course of the past five years? If so, what are they gonna add to it to make it worth that extra time? Like, I- I'm in Nintendo. I'm sure it'll be great, but that is a concern that I have. But either mm. way, I'm super excited for this one, and super excited that it's likely gonna be the swan song for our- for the Switch, and or at least before they start to kind of have their eyes cast towards the next big console that rumors you know there's rumors that uh, they're kind of dealing with the next console after zelda so but it'll probably still be another couple of years before the next console but still so yeah tears of the kingdom
3: i'm glad you I mentioned that um uh Jammer. and if, if you don't mind i've got a question for I, I guess mostly for producer kyle and you and you just mentioned at the end there about new consoles the next generation's coming out how much do the games creators and the software houses how much of a connection conversation do they have with the hardware manufacturers about what's coming out because these games take a long time in development right so that there's a chance they're developing this these games and and as as uh, as Paul just said, you know, the Final Fantasy is going to be delayed a lot longer. You said almost 2025.
0: No, I, uh, I'm just Carl guessing Wright. off of history on, on that. There's nothing. Official. Gotcha. Yeah. So
3: they're working with the current tech, right? Knowing what what current tech is mostly being used. But by the time that comes out, something new is already out. So is there any communication between them at all? Or do they not trust each other in that sense? or what? Or I mean, they do give them
1: that? some advanced developer kits with some like, something that approximates what they expect
0: the finished console to be but they also charge general- them for it you got to buy your developer kits mm. uh those those are expensive too way way more expensive than a than a production model of of the final mm-hmm. thing um i think a dev kit for uh the ps3 was like $15,000 a piece and i mean you need multiple uh multiple dev kits for one game studio to work on one game you, you know so cool. they, yeah they can become and the ps3 is one i brought up specifically because it was uh it didn't run on regular uh processors that use a cell processor which meant, which meant it processed data differently and you basically had to code the game essentially twice once for x86 based uh xbox stuff and and uh the other one uh for the special uh cell processor uh these days um between arm chips that run all of our cell phones and stuff like that x86 based architecture that runs most windows based and and even ps4 5 xbox uh machines and things like that are pretty universal um unless you're going to be doing something uh special with with extra you know motion controls or haptics or or something like that uh they don't really need a whole lot of of communication these days everyone's kind of like on on board of using common Tools and common languages. They're just going to need to know what to expect on you know how how far can we push things for your your device, and that usually comes out fairly early. Hey, we we plan on using X amount of of RAM, X amount of of uh, CPU power, X amount of of G, GPU power. But the the software developers they're at the they're at the mercy of of hardware. It's whatever Sony, sure. Microsoft, and and Nintendo want to do. Uh, that's why Nintendo's mostly in house, not, not third party stuff because I mean it just it keeps the ecosystem clean and they don't have to worry about people bitching and, and complaining as much. But yeah. uh X eighty six and is quite old. ARM is taking over quite quite a bit systems on a on a chip instead of having separate gpu separate cpu and all that is is becoming more and more uh uh unified ram on on the on the chip with the with the cpu i mean it's going to be a different it's going to be a different uh future but there won't be a lot of communication
3: all right fair enough fair enough it it is something that i I wonder because like i say games are always late in development and i wonder whether or not that was because they were talking to the hardware developers and they've said, we've got this coming out, this technology, and the software's gone, oh, well, in that case, then we'll do this. And that might take us another year, but at least it will be a game worthy of the equipment you're going to be selling the consumer. So that's what I wonder, but ignorant as always. I mean, and who
1: knows? I feel like it's probably also developer. It depends on the developer and what their relationship is with, you know, the the hardware developer. So it's just like right manufacturer. So it's just, it probably, it depends is the unsatisfying answer
3: yep cool thanks guys
1: Um, i mean there's a reason also why so many you know indie developers are like just like fuck it just go to go with steam go with steam go with switch those are like the ones that are currently sort of like the foundation of just like whatever it's gonna work basically across the board
0: pcmr
2: finally i hate you most anticipated event. I included that because I had one particular thing in mind. You know, I don't know. I let you guys all just like calculate.
1: I have this specific one because I have something specific in mind that I want to share.
2: Yeah. Well that's the reason I made up that's the reason last week I made up Best Discovery of mm. 2022. So I could talk about Murray Bartlett if you go back to listen to our last episode. <laughs> but uh hey, I, I, I write the show. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! Look, Look at, at me! me. <laughs> Look at me! I am the captain now, that Jonesies. It's like one I AM right now. Yeah, <laughs> he has the real power. <laughs>
0: yeah, he He's, the child, Red button, <laughs> He's the emperor. button. He's the general. Nick, Nick,
1: Nick, Nick is a uh, Nick is Darth Vader, and you know Kyle's the emperor. That's basically the way things run around he, here. Mm, yeah, I'm more of a Kylo Ren. I throw hissy fits in the hallway. <laughs>
3: that makes me an evil
2: but uh I know, you're you're more of a general hucks <laughs> yeah i'm general hugs i just rewatched those movies with my roommate rise of skywalker still trash we didn't even finish it my roommate's like last I get jedi
1: it. still a fucking class yeah, like, I love still last amazing
2: jedi. so good anyway most yes.
1: anticipated event and we're starting with jammer um so this is one of those ones where i'm like i, I actually was like what fucking events are happening that i'm excited for i don't know Me what too. what other events are but I, you know for me it's an easy one just because it's purely selfish. Uh last year I went to Fanex in Salt Lake City, Utah. There I spent 100% of my time sitting at the booth selling my book wares mm. and it was a hell of a good time. Um we made some great money. I got to meet with a lot of readers and it was just it was just a fulfilling experience that I didn't realize that I wanted. And so fi- Fanex Denver is coming up we signed up for a booth. Don't know if we're going to get one. We'll see if that happens. So. But if we do get one, uh, I'll definitely be there and you can meet me, you can buy my books, and you can talk chat with me about whatever. Doesn't even have to be books. It could just be storytelling and pop culture all together. But I just I was surprised cuz I'm a pretty I think I'm a generally introverted person and I didn't realize how much I would be all about just talking with people out there about things. I'm like, "Oh, I connect with these people on another level. Cause usually when I go to a convention, I'm like hyper-focused. Like this is what I need to do. And to be fair, I rarely go to conventions unless it's for like work or a specific reason. Um, you know, in the past I've gone for like LRM doing, you know, covering stuff and I just had my headphones in, I'm in my own little world listening to a podcast or audiobook, planning things in my head for whatever. And so I was like, fuck people. I don't need you people. I can survive on my own. I've lived through COVID basically alone. It's totally fine. And uh, I think it proved last year that I actually like people, surprisingly enough. And I'm excited to potentially meet more of them at Fanex Denver. I think either way, I'm probably going to go on some level, even if it's just as an attendee. But if I get to be selling books, that would be great. So Fanex Denver. When
3: is that, Gemma? Good it? question.
1: I don't know. I'll look it up. It's usually well, been My, my follow-up question June. was, is City July. of
3: Mages... Uh, book two or part two going to be ready by then? I'm guessing... No. It will (laughs) not be.
1: But uh, but there will potentially be...
3: of mages yet shut up Jammer. i'm promoting your book if you haven't read (laughs) city of mages yet then you really should i thoroughly enjoyed it and i keep hassling jammer and mrs jammer about stopping doing nonsense like this and get to writing and finish well i will say
1: there are potentially two other books that will be potentially there at the time one is spectral which i'm in the process of writing and another one is a book that she's writing um of shadows and firebirds which is going to be taking place in that same universe so it's kind of like a side story not a spin-off but like different characters yeah, we like worlds
3: whatever <laughs> different different country
1: but it could play a bigger role down the line in sequels so there's Ooh. that
3: are you tr- uh, are you now being kevin flaggy with your city of majors if they're all connected but not connected but they might be connected is that what you're yes, doing now
1: <laughs> exactly it'll all play in and they, i even have a multiverse um no i don't but yeah so uh jill Dude. Well, june 30th through july 2nd is when the event takes place Which is yeah, a bigger fate,
0: fate fan than he realizes it sounds like
1: no because they all <laughs> take place they take place within the same medium kyle there's the difference <laughs> For, Fate for is just now. like you. You want to appreciate this this now. anime? Well, you better have read the prequel for, novels and the side games and the this that
0: power powerhouse. Or someone <laughs> comes knocking on your door saying, "Hey, <laughs> that that city of city of uh, mages book we we want to animate it." You'd be like, "Okay."
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Without yeah. a doubt, I would be like, <laughs> "Okay," and they'd be like, "Well, we don't have a lot of money." That's like, that's okay. I don't care. I just want to see this on the screen. Don't give. I give zero Fs right now. <laughs> I would sell out so quickly.
2: You're right. So I yeah, put this too. one on the list for a very local event, which I think will attract some attention. People who are visiting it. I'm sure there'll be a dozen people who come to the state just for this event, but most dozens of us dozens, but, um, the Casa Bonita is having its grand reopening this year under the ownership of Trey Parker and Matt stone. And I, I grew up in Denver. Every kid goes there at a certain age. You eat their crappy food. You watch the cave die. It's just like South Park captures it beautifully. If you've seen the episode of South Park about Caspa that's it. There's like Bart's Cave where little kids go through and get little scares. There's you raise a the little flag for more sopapillas, please. Like it, it's literally everything in that South Park episode. But Trey Parker and Matt Stone have promised to make everything bigger they're doubling the number of gorillas from one to two and they actually hired a real chef to <laughs> fix the food so that it doesn't taste like i don't Venus. even know i had like an enchilada it tastes like cheese wrapped in cardboard so nice mm. yeah so, so I, I
1: imagine i imagine it basically tastes like disneyland food
2: which i'd be cool with <laughs> it's a delicious part of epcot is the Mexican uh, restaurant Dis- I never of been Mexico to Disney World. World,
1: but I've been to Disneyland. Like when you go to Disneyland, and their food there kind of tastes like cafeteria food. All theme I park think-
0: food, just about. I think it's gonna be
2: hot. Well, well I, I mean, he apparently like he's singing chef. the praises
1: of Disney World, so I-, I had no idea. He threw me off.
2: That's because the best place to eat in Disney World is Epcot German area, whatever they they mm. have really really good. Brought worse there but anyway i'm excited to go to casa bonita it might be a while to get in because I don't, I don't like dealing with crowds and everyone's gonna want to see what trey parker and matt stone did and they'll probably be there for at least the first week but yeah um the reopening I of like you're you're grossly overestimating just how popular this is gonna be maybe i'm know. wrong everyone's been tweeting about but... it in the area and all my friends are like already making plans on when they want to go so hmm. yes. been to casa bonita. bonita well then we're gonna have to go when we can when it we'll opens go. i'll go Hell yeah, Danny!
3: Yes, sir. Yeah, we. You're well, I'm not yeah. as fortunate as you guys in the U.S. of A. with these uh, with these great events easy to get to. Um, we do have. Motherfucker, our own, you're um, in Dubai.
1: Event. There are like so many cocaine parties happening around you. Come on
3: well legit, where's one happening next door right now which is why i've got a hard out in five minutes um but uh, we've got the middle east comic con on march the 3rd to the 5th which is our, our big event and that's got bigger and bigger every year so fair play to the organizers they are making it more and more of an event um but for me for me personally uh, based on the kind of things that i'm looking forward to this year on the visual medium, I am actually quite excited to see and hear what we have from Star Wars Celebration this year. Mm. Not too fussed Mm. about what's happening Marvel and San Diego, et cetera. It's Star Wars Celebration because like I said before, I was super happy with what we got last year. um, And I hope this year continues to be that way. And I'm excited to see what they've got coming up, even to finally confirm what's happening with the movies, including Rogue Squadron, et cetera, et cetera. So anything to do with Star Wars this year, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. So Star Wars Celebration, for me here in the Middle East, with limited access to some of these events. That's what I'm looking forward to online, should we say.
0: You're just being an ultra nationalist here. You're just excited it's in London this year.
3: That place I've not been to for like 18 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't let
1: his voice, you know, fool you or his accent fool you.
3: (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, just right at the very end, on the accent thing, yesterday I did watch, completely off tilt here, um, Operation Fortune, The Ruse de Guerre with uh, Mr. um, Jason Statham, the the new film from Guy
2: Ritchie.
3: Just quickly, it's really, really good fun. It's not the comedy that the trailer kind of makes it. It, it. Don't get me wrong, it has the funny moments and it has the comedy thrown through it, but it is very solid action-spy thriller film. So if you get a chance, just talking oh, about accents, because pretty much everyone in it is speaking with an English accent, um, and it's it really is fantastic fun. It's been worth the wait because it was delayed a few times on the big screen, but it's well worth it. Super fun. Side note, completely off the kilt, but really go get catch it if you can, guys. It's worth it.
2: All right, cool. I think we've 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 wrapped up what we're excited for. I mean, there's plenty of things to be excited for in 2023. That was just our chunk of them. And like I said, we probably all could have listed a list of five for each category, but we're trying to keep this short. Again. Yes. So yes. With that, dear listener, thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Uh, I look forward to doing all of us here. Look forward to doing more shows in the new year for all. All on the genre podcast network, genre podcast it, network, Genreverse and, podcast network. You com and YouTube. I know it in my head. I, I'm spacey no, you don't. in the morning, it's up every time. Well, it's because I'm spacey, I always correct myself too. Um, we got anime reviews, AVR squared, um, which again, I only remember because I know it's anime reviews with it squared, um, the Katina, uh, daily cup of genre um marvel marvel, marvel multiverse, multiverse oh, mayhem that wasn't <laughs> the one i was that wasn't the one i was thinking of next it was a uh, genre shot but yeah marvel multiverse mayhem will be the very latest returning for ant-man and the Wasp, quantum mania and then we also have breaking Geek radio the podcast right here i don't think i left one off okay perfect um jammer where can you be found you can find me on Twitter at AJ
1: Cerna Writer. You can also find uh, Spectral Serializing on RoyalRoad.com and uh, all my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible and MahiaBooks.com. Danny, what about you?
3: Well, you're obviously gonna find me at the cocaine party next door.
2: <laughs> nice. I don't think I have time to get over there. These no. I don't teleportation think so. powers. Um, and Shut I'm at brain. Geeky Nick Doll. On Twitter and Instagram, need to start using that Instagram. And then, of course, we have Kyle at That Kyle Malone, also on Twitter. Um, with that, happy New Year, everyone! And we'll Woo! you'll hear more of us. You'll see more of us if you're on YouTube in 2023. Pasta lasagna. Don't get in nyanja. Mission accomplished.